Christmas. I just love everything about Christmas. It means so much to me. What does Christmas mean to you? Well, C stands for cookies and cocoa. That's hot. <laughs> H stands for Holly. Right now we see that a lot. R stands for Rudolph, who has a red nose and guides Santa's sleigh everywhere he goes. Hmm, the I stands for Icicle Lights. Each year we drive around looking at all the lights. stands for stocking. Boy, I hope mine's packed tight. <laughs> T stands for tree. I just love decorating the Christmas tree. so we can go store hopping. <laughs> Yo, look at this one. This one's from Bass Pro. <laughs> and S, well, it's for Santa. He's the star of the show. What are you guys doing? Well, we were just talking about Christmas means stamps. I mean, is this all it really means? I mean, why do we do all of this? Well, those things are all great, but I think there's something you've missed. The true Christmas story goes something like this. stands for census, which was ordered by Rome, and it caused all the people to travel back home. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. 
and this taxing was first made when Cyrus was governor of Syria, and all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. The H stands for Hard Journey, a 90-mile hike through mountains and hills, all without a bike. A couple named Mary and Joseph traveled this road to a place called Bethlehem. There the story unfolds. For there were no rooms left in town, so the young couple took shelter in a stable they'd found.
S stands for shepherds who were the first to receive a message of great joy in which to believe. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with an angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. treasures and magi who were wise men they brought gifts from afar to worship him now when jesus was born in bethlehem of judea in the days of herod the king behold there came wise men from the east to jerusalem saying where is he that is born king of the jews for we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him when they had heard the king they departed and lo the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was and when they saw the star they rejoiced with rejoiced with exceeding great joy and where the and when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. the messengers of joy who told of the birth of this precious baby boy.
and the last letter remains to teach us the true meaning of all this gift-giving and great singing. That S stands for Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who brought salvation to all, paying such a great price. shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. O oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining, it is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world and sin and they were pining Till he appeared and the soul found its worth A thrill of hope the weary world rejoices For yonder breaks a new and glorious morn
did even better than I anticipated. Great job, guys. Let's also give Brother Homan, Miss Bonnie, a round of applause, all the directing. I got no credit for that. That's all them. Man, they did an awesome job, awesome job. We had a practice Saturday, and I was talking to Bonnie, and uh, after it, I was like, here's a couple things I'm nervous about. You know, this might happen, and that might happen. And she's like, they'll be fine. I was like, yeah, I know, I know, right? They'll be fine. But like, here's a couple of things I would think we might could do that would, you know, make sure we're fine. And she's like, no, no, I've been directing plays for a long time. They're going to do even better. And you know what? She was right. I was wrong. We didn't do what I said. And man, it turned out awesome. And they did a great job. I was just happy to sit down there and watch it. Thank you guys for letting your kids be a part of that and bringing them to practice and everything y'all did to be part of that. You guys killed it. Great job. Super proud of you guys. You know, as I was listening to the play, though, man, pointing to and, and even spelling out letter by letter what Christmas is all about. Oftentimes it is true in Christmas that we get wrapped up in the gift giving and everything. And I think they did a great job tonight spelling out what Christmas is really all about and pointing it back to the birth of Christ. 
But tonight I want to take, give me 10 minutes, right? And we'll get out of here early. Let's take 10 minutes. And I want to look, why was the birth of Christ so important? You know, I don't know about you guys, but I've never had somebody come up to me and hand me a box and be like, I got you something. And me be like, you know, thanks. Like, that's great. What's it for? And they say, today, hundreds of years ago, Benjamin Franklin was born. So I just got you this. <laughs> never. I've never had somebody come up to me and say, hey, hey, hundreds of years ago, Thomas Edison was born. And I just went out today and got you this gift. Come over to the house later. We're going to be having a meal and everything, celebrating the birth of Thomas Edison. Never had one. Now, actually, outside of Christmas or my birthday, uh, I've never received anything for anyone's birthday, actually, outside of mine, you know, and at Christmas. So why is it that at Christmas time we stop and we pause and we focus on Christ? Why was it that the birth of this individual was so much different, or should we say so much more important, of much more value than even the founding fathers of our nation, or great men in history, or people that have accomplished great acts? Why is it that we don't pause to celebrate their birth, but for Christ we do? And tonight, if we could just take a couple minutes, I want to show you step by step a few things that make Christ's birth so important. Before you can really understand the value of Christ's birth, you kind of got to take an inward look. And you got to see what it is that you need. You know, it is Christmas time. How many of you guys, let's just be honest, take a moment of honesty here and raise your hand if you've received like the worst Christmas present. Like the worst, okay? I have. I'll tell you what it was. It might not be as bad as some of y'all, but I've received a bad one. I'm not going to name them by name, but there are these couple individuals, right, that have been going on and on uh, for some time about the extravagant Christmas gift that I was going to receive. I mean, they didn't tell me exactly what it was, but they talked it up like it was all that. And I was like, this is going to be a good Christmas. You know, if nobody else gets me anything, I'm banking on one, you know, real good Christmas gift at least. You know, I mean, they're talking, throwing hints about guns, high-end guns, handguns. I'm like, yeah, they're talking about tools. I'm like, this, somebody's going to be spending a lot of money on me this Christmas. You know, that makes me glad. I'm happy with that. Um, and Christmas time comes, and like, these three tiny boxes show up. And I'm like, What? Okay, well, I know what this is. This is probably like a handgun and then ammo and, you know, maybe like a holster. And I open the first one, and it's like just some random off-the-wall gift. And I'm like, they forgot the holster. That's what it was. <laughs> I open the next one. It's another just off-the-wall gift. And I'm like, man, this is like a, this is a joke is what this is. And now the last one, that's going to be the money. And then I see on the last package, it's me and my wife's name. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. That's not, that's not good right off the bat. Like, I can't share a handgun. You know, you can't share that. I can't share any tools. But nonetheless, I'm like, maybe it's like this huge amount of money, and I'm supposed to go buy my own handgun. And even by splitting it in half, I'll still be able to get what I want. And I open it up, and it's a gift code. Right? I'm like, not bad. Except that it's to the one restaurant I directly told them I hated eating at. <laughs> yeah. My unbeatable Christmas just tanks, like, to the bottom. 
And I'm like, what other friends do I have? Like, am I getting anything good for Christmas this year or what? Like, I mean, I was banking on this one and it's gone. I got a gift card to a restaurant I hate and two off-the-wall random gifts. Like, wow, Merry Christmas to me, you know? It didn't. Now, for some of y'all, don't get me wrong, the gift card was extravagant, right? It was a lot of money for stuff I didn't want. Um, for some of y'all, it might have been a great gift. You might have grabbed that gift card and been like, I'm going on a date now. I actually regifted it to someone who did just that. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I'm not going to get stuck with a gift code that I can't use. That saves me money on the, you know, next. Hand it off to a buddy of mine say, I thought of you. Here you go. Take your wife on a date. <laughs> thought of you right after it wasn't for me. So it was a nice gift. Just wasn't what I needed. Those other two off-the-wall gifts, I doubt that anybody in here would have been like, wow, this is good. But maybe there's somebody that would have been like, wow, I love this. But not me. And if they would have paid any attention to who I am when I said, I never eat at, you would have thought they would have got, don't buy a gift card to, maybe it was just for Danielle, maybe she was supposed to go, I don't know, but she didn't get to. Um, <laughs> thing is, guys, when you're looking at a gift, when you're buying somebody a gift, you got to start off by knowing what they need. Tonight, when we look at why was the gift that God gave of his son coming to oath. So valuable. Why is it that we take time to pause and to say, let's take this Christmas celebration and celebrate the birth of Christ? You got to start by looking inward. You got to start by looking inward. And that's what I want to do. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to give you guys a lot of good news here at the beginning. But hang with me, because the ending, it'll be worth it. Just like any gift, when you get it, if it's a good one, it meets a need. And so tonight, let's start by looking inward at our need. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now, guys, I work with the children, and I've heard a lot of things, and there's a lot of sinless people up here on the front row, Okay. But for those of us in the back, uh, let's be honest. When we read, okay, all have sinned. I mean, you got people like Terry that struggle to admit it, but for the most part, we can all say, yeah, occasionally I've made a few mistakes. Yeah, there may be this one thing I did. Yes, I've told a lie. You know, you got me. So has everybody else. And it doesn't really seem to settle in that sin is such a, a bad deal. I mean, if I lie to you, but I can justify it, why is it really wrong? Because you'll probably lie to me tomorrow and justify it. And we kind of keep this account. Well, I told a lie, so I'll go to church on Sunday and balance that back out. <laughs> Whoops. You know, but it's not a big deal. It's real light. But tonight, in order for you to understand your need, I want to show you what the Bible says about sin. I think we can all agree, yeah, I've sinned. Yeah, I've made a mistake. Yeah, it's out there. I've done some things that I regret. But overall, I'm a good person. I mean, I came to church tonight to watch my children in a play. That's a pretty good thing. A lot of people wouldn't even let their children be in a church play. And that's true, and we appreciate it. But let me show you what your sin equals, what the Bible says your sin equals. Romans 6:23. The Bible says this, for the wages 
of sin is death. I'm not overly rich. I'm not really rich at all. No need to lie about that. <laughs> I'm rich enough to give away a bad gift code, but that's about it. Some of y'all may have more money than me. Some of you may be less. But let's assume, assume with me for a second, that when we're born, okay, and when you sin, you make your first mistake. You're a little kid, you know, your parent says, did you whatever? And you say, no. I think Joel did it. <laughs> Why don't you check with him? I don't know what you're talking about. I've never seen it. But I'm pretty sure I've seen Joel leaving the room. You know, Mom, did you take the cookie? I've seen Joel eating the cookie. You know, did you give him one? Check with him. There it is, a lie. Let's say at that moment, God came down and he said, okay, look, you sinned. And because you sinned, you have from now until the end of your life to save up $1 million. Okay? As long as you save up a million dollars before you die, when you die, you'll be allowed into heaven. You've paid the price for your sin. If you don't, unfortunately, you'll spend an eternity in hell. Well, then, I wouldn't be here tonight. I would be all focused somewhere, and I would be slamming hours like crazy until I made a million dollars. I mean, I'd be eating ramen every day and everything, and, and you would too. We would all just go slam and make a million dollars. And you're like, a million dollars is a lot? Yeah, a million dollars is a lot. But, I mean, if you're working a couple, you know, 100 hours a week and you do that for years, yeah, you get them, five, ten years. You get your million dollars, pay it off, you're good to go. If it was even $100,000, some of y'all would be like, I'd be good. I'd just go ahead and sign that check now and move on. Me, I'd still be years awoke, but I would sign it off eventually, you know, and we get there. But the Bible doesn't say that the wages or the price of sin uh, is a million dollars or a hundred thousand dollars or even a dollar or an, an unreachable amount like a hundred billion dollars. It's, it's none of those. In fact, the Bible says this, the wages of sin is death, is death. Let me, you can't pay that debt. The debt that requires your life to pay. The wages of sin, which we all admitted that we did. We all said, yeah, there's that one time. Maybe it was only once, but yeah, I messed up. And the Bible says the wages of sin is death. So when we're looking at what do we need inwardly, what is it that we need? When it comes Christmas time, so to speak, for ourselves, what is it that we need? Realistically, what we need, we need someone to die for us. We need someone to die for us. Here's the deal. I've sinned, right? So, I can die for me. But, but if Seth here needs, needs somebody to die for him, I can't die for Seth. I'm dying for me. And let's say Seth was feeling sweet. He isn't. But if he was, Seth says, I would love to die for, you know, Luke. Seth can't die for Luke. Seth's a sinner. He's got to pay the price for his sin. Luke can't die for anybody either. He's a sinner. He's got to pay the price for his sin. So what we need, what we're looking for, the gift that we need, all of us, equally, on one playing field, rich or poor, small or not so small, big or small, strong or weak, what we all need 
is someone who is willing to die to pay the price for our sin. And friends, the good news starts now. Because the reason that we celebrate Christmas is because it was the birth of the one who chose to do exactly that. The Bible says in Romans 5, 8, but God commendeth. That word commendeth just means showed, demonstrated. God commendeth his love toward us, proved his love to us by dying on a cross. But God commendeth his love toward us and that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. And like every good gift, if you go back to Romans 6, 23, the Bible says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. I've got some big gifts in my life. I've got some small gifts in my life. I've got some good gifts, and I've got gift cards to restaurants I don't eat at. And the only thing that is consistent amongst all the gifts that I've ever gotten is one thing. I didn't pay a dime. Right? Now, I'm a little bit selfish, so I was in a bad mood when the gift card happened to be to the place I didn't like. But it didn't cost me anything. I've got pretty big gifts of stuff that I couldn't afford to buy at the time, and didn't cost me a dime. I've got gifts that were small that I could have bought that I just hadn't. Didn't cost me a dime. Because a gift is free. A good gift is free. And Christ came and died. He, he, he bought something that we couldn't buy. He covered the debt of our sin. And he offers it out as a gift that is free. Completely free doesn't cost you a dime. The Bible says in Romans 10, 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever. They quoted the verse John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but what have everlasting life. The Bible goes on and on to make sure, and he makes no mistake to make it very clear, that Christ came and died, and with his death, he purchased for you the gift of eternal life. And now the only choice that remains is will you accept it? I worked for a guy once, and he was always just taking this stuff. Like, people would be like, hey, you want this? And it didn't matter what it was. He always took it. And, you know, I'm like, you know, sometimes it was good stuff. Sometimes it was junk stuff. But he always took it. And one day I was like, after loading up some of the junk stuff, I was like, why do we take, why are we taking this junk stuff? By the way, it's not Jason, guys. Um, further back. I was like, why are we taking this junk stuff? And he's like, no, listen up. If somebody offers me something, I'll always take it. He's like, because they offered me a gift. He said, sometimes I just throw it away. Sometimes I save it up. Sometimes I recycle it. But if someone offers you a gift, you always take it. I was like, okay. So I started always taking stuff. You know, people say, hey, you want this? I'm like, yeah, I do. And I have a pile of junk in my house, you know, just junk, random junk. I've got some good stuff out of the deal too, but I always take it. 
the, the person that gave me that gift code would have probably been pretty upset if I opened the gift code up. I was like, are you kidding me? I straight told you I don't eat here. Packaged it back up and handed it I don't want your gift. They would have been like, sorry, you don't eat though, but, you know, I mean, that's still a nice, nice gift. Um, you know, kind of feel bad, you know, that you're giving it back and insulting me like that. But if somebody died to purchase a gift, gave their life to get me a gift, I don't care where the gift code was to. If they died to give it to me, I'm taking it and I'm not re-gifting it. I'm going to go eat though. Why? Because they died to give it to me. Tonight, we stop to celebrate Christmas. And we have plays like this, and the children practice for hours and hours and hours to point our minds back to Christmas. Because as we celebrate Christ's birth, what we're really celebrating is the gift that he offers to each and every one of us. And tonight, there may be one here. Maybe you didn't come to hear this part. Maybe you didn't typically come to church, and maybe you're not a big fan of church, and that's okay. We're glad you're here. And tonight, what we want you to take home is this. Whether you just came for the kids or came for a friend or another fellow parent, what we want you to go home knowing is this. That a long time ago, Christ was born here. Not just for fun, not just for good people, not just for rich or smart people or church people. He was born here to die for you. He's already died. The gift is already purchased and it's available to you. And tonight we want to give you the opportunity to accept that gift. I worked with the kids practicing for the play and I talked to them and they were excited. They wanted to nail it. They wanted to get it right and y'all did. But ultimately they wanted to share the gospel with you guys. Because the gift that's available to us is available to them. And man, I love working with them. I love seeing them accept that gift. I love seeing God change their life. And he can do the same for you. So tonight, before you go home, before you make the decision to just take your kid and pat him on the back and say, good job, and, and move on, let's pause for a second and, and remember what the play was about. Above the performance and above the singing and above the solos was the message of Christ. And it's important because Christ came to purchase a gift for you. Tonight, if you want an opportunity to accept Christ, after the service, I'll be standing up here. Our pastor sitting right here in the middle aisle. You can talk to him. Our youth pastor's upstairs. He'll be down. If you would like to talk to someone and say, I want to know for sure I'm on my way to heaven. I've never accepted the gift. In fact, I didn't know that someone died to provide one for me. But tonight, I'm not sure if I'm on my way to heaven. Tonight, I'm not 100% sure if I was to die that I would go to heaven. In fact, it's not something I like to think about. It's not something that I think about a lot. Death kind of scares me. It's kind of uncertain and it's kind of unsure. And I would really like to get some answers that are more available. Because tonight wasn't about the singing or the fun, although we love that. Tonight was about reminding you that Christ purchased a gift for you. And we want nothing more. These kids want nothing more 
than for you to leave here tonight confident in the fact that when it comes your time to die, you've accepted the greatest gift of all, the salvation that the Lord provided, and that you're on your way to heaven again. If you want to talk to somebody, I'll be standing up here. Our pastor's right there in the middle aisle. Catch one of us, and we would love to take a Bible and give you the confidence that you need to know for sure you're on your way to heaven. Let's pray, and you're dismissed. God, we want to thank you for tonight. The kids did awesome. God, your blessing was evident. It went, it went amazing. And God, we pray that you are glorified. God, I pray that as you watch those kids serve you, you received honor and glory. And that, God, you were uplifted by the program. But tonight, God, if there be one here that's never accepted your gift, may you give them the boldness and the courage to come talk to one of us, God, and to get answers, to get confidence in you and in your salvation. And God, for those of us who know we're saved and are so familiar with the Christmas story and so familiar with you coming to be born, God, and so familiar with the, the gift of your salvation that oftentimes at Christmas, we tell others that Christmas is about you, and yet we fail to set aside time to worship you ourselves. May God, we come humbly before you, worshiping you and thanking you for the gift of salvation. Touch hearts tonight, draw us closer to you. We love you, God, help us to love you more. And in Jesus' name, amen. Y'all dismissed.